really get back home into God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and he will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah. Put your fear in him. Pray to him and be still. And I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you like you've never seen anyone fight for you before and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer. All right, what's up, Lightworker? Welcome back to TPR. This is Ryan Wilson. Thanks for listening. So my last three episodes, I had uploaded some alternate themes, alternate theme music for the series TPR. That was in episodes 138, 139, and episode 140. So pretty much I made two alternate theme songs similar to the current theme music, but two alternates. That's what's in episode 138 and then episode 139. And then as far as episode 140, I put all three theme songs together in a playlist so you can listen all the way through. So I made those two alternates. I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to use the two alternates moving forward. I'm not sure if I'm going to change the current theme music and use one of those two new ones moving forward. Maybe I will alternate depending on the episode. I'm actually not sure what I'm going to do moving forward, but I just, my spirit was telling me to create those two alternates. So I did that and I knew that I had to post it to this series. So that's why I put each episode out 138, 139, and then the playlist of all of the theme music for this series TPR in episode 140. And y'all willing, I will very likely post the alternate themes to my Instagram, which is at Wilson Ryan underscore underscore on Instagram TV. Uh, like I said, y'all willing. So I wanted to post them here. So now those are each their own episode. So you can hear all the theme music, all the theme songs for this series TPR and back in season two at the end of season two I posted the current theme music episode 86 is the full theme and then episode 138 episode 139 are two alternates and episode 140 of this series has all the theme music all the full themes together in one playlist episode 140 so if you have any thoughts on if I should change the current theme music to one of those new ones that I just posted in the last couple of episodes, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Wilson Ryan underscore underscore. You could reach out on Twitter, which is at Ryan Michael 11. You could also send me an email at pod.tpr at gmail.com. So if you have any thoughts, if you're liking one of the themes compared to the other two, 
and you think I should use it moving forward, let me know. I'm pretty open-minded right now. I actually don't know what I'm going to do moving forward. Like I said, maybe I'll just keep switching them up depending on the episode, you know, keep people on their toes, not knowing what, what theme is coming when the episode starts. But I'm still, um, you know, just going to see what's up and see what feels right to do as far as the theme music. But definitely check out my last three episodes to hear those alternate themes and just the message and the scriptures that are in those alternate themes, TPR 138, 139, and 140 as well. And so for the rest of this episode, I'm just going to put some random points in here. So this week on May 12th, we have the New Moon Festival, the New Moon Feast. I'll put the link in this episode description to the 2021 Israelite Truth Calendar so you can see when all festival, all feast days are. But we have the New Moon Festival this week on May 12th. So on sundown on the 12th is when this festival starts, sundown on May 12th to sundown the next day is this new moon festival. And if when you're hearing this episode, the 12th has already passed, if that feast day has passed and you missed it, don't worry because we are celebrating the new moon festivals every month. And you can see when they are on the 2021 Israelite Truth Calendar, which is in this episode description. So every month we get the new moon festival, a feast day, and every week we get the Sabbath day, which is a feast day as well. The Sabbath is Friday evening to Saturday evening, even to even. So Friday sundown to Saturday sundown every week is our Sabbath day, a day of rest, a day to do no work, and a day for us to feast, for us to eat and to drink and to bless the Most High God, Yahuwah. So it's really blessed, honestly, honoring the Sabbath. Like I said, every week we get a feast day. Every week we get a day to rest, to do no work and to eat and to drink and to bless Yahuwah and to feast. Um, it really doesn't get much better. I love the Sabbath feast and that's every week we get a day like that, a day to bless the Most High God, to bless Yahuwah on his holy Sabbath day. Friday evening to Saturday evening is the true Sabbath. And so as far as the new moons and the new moon festivals, pretty much the person that made the calendar, they used the new moons for Jerusalem on the calendar. That's when the new moons are rather than just choosing a random place in the United States or a different country. This brother chose Jerusalem to put those new moons just so that all of us that follow this calendar, we can celebrate the new moon feast days on at the same time, you know what I'm saying? If we're in the United States and someone else is in another country, another area, that's why he just chose Jerusalem to use those new moons. So I just wanted to clarify that. And like I've covered, it's not the new moons of our heathen world because on our heathen world, the new moon is considered the dark moon. But as far as scripture, our new moons are when the first sliver of light is seen on the moon. So that's why it's when there's 1% or more of light on the moon in Jerusalem each month, that's when the new moon festival is on this calendar. So you could see that on the calendar, which is in this episode description. And pretty much back in biblical times, they would, they had watchers that would watch the moon to see when the first sliver of light is seen. That's why, for example, this month, our new moon festival is on May 12th, because that night is when 1% of the or more of the moon will be illuminated after the dark moon. So that's why it's sundown on the 12th to sundown the next day is our new moon festival. And they used to have watchers that would watch the moon 
to see when the first sliver of light is seen after the dark moon. And that's when they would call it and announce that it's the new moon festival. So that's why for this month, May 12th, sundown is when our new moon festival starts. And you could see all the new moon feast days on the Israelite truth calendar in this episode description. And now I want to read a scripture and clarify a point that I've actually covered on this series before. So it's Colossians 2.16. I'll start at line 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a feast day or of the new moon or of the Shabbats, which are a shadow of things to come for the body of Mashiach. So I covered this scripture before pretty much saying, don't let anyone judge you or condemn you for celebrating the new moons. It's pretty much saying, do not let anyone judge you for honoring the new moon festivals. Don't let anyone judge you for honoring the Sabbaths. And like I said, these are a shadow of things to come for the body of Mashiach. So honoring the Sabbaths, honoring the new moons, this is going to continue after Mashiach, after Yahusha HaMashiach comes back. This is going to continue. So that's why it's just a shadow of things to come. But pretty much, it's pretty much just saying, don't let anyone judge you for honoring the new moon festivals, for honoring the Sabbaths. Like don't let a heathen unbeliever, someone who doesn't honor the feast days, don't let them judge you or condemn you for honoring it. So a lot of people use this scripture to say, oh, Paul was saying that it's saying, oh, don't let anyone judge you that you know, you don't really have to do it, but having faith, having belief in Yahushua HaMashiach, part of that means honoring his Sabbath, honoring the feast days, and that includes the new moon festivals as well. So I even gave kind of a wrong interpretation of it when I explained it earlier on on this series. So that's why I do want to clarify that, you know, it's about our faith and belief in Yahushua HaMashiach, but having faith and belief in Mashiach means honoring the Sabbath, honoring the new moon festivals and all the festivals and feast days. That's why it's so important to get back to honoring these ways, following the law. I covered how in the Gospels, in the New Testament, it says that Yahushua himself says he's not here to abolish the law. He's here to affirm it and uphold it. And in the laws, when we get the instructions about the Sabbath, the festivals and the feast days, that's why having faith and belief in Yahushua HaMashiach means honoring the Sabbath, honoring the feast days. Yahushua is not here to abolish the law. He's here to uphold it and affirm it. And so I read lines 16 and 17 of Colossians chapter 2. Now I'll read a little bit further. I'll start at 16 and go 16, 17, 18, and we'll see. So Colossians 2, 16, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a feast day or of the new moon or of the Shabbats, which are a shadow of things to come for the body of Mashiach. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. So I've covered about not worshiping angels on this series as well and that's something that you get from you know false religions like catholicism you know making idols out of the saints and different people telling you to worship angels and stuff so it's really interesting that that scripture covers it as well and now to read second peter chapter 3 and i'll start at line 15 an account that the long suffering of yahuwah is salvation even as our beloved brother paul also according to the wisdom given unto him has written unto you as also in all his sephirim, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable pervert, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. 
Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the lawless, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Adonai and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach, and of Yahuwah the Father. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So pretty much this scripture in the second book of Peter is saying that a lot of Paul's writings are hard to understand for those who are just coming into the truth. And that's pretty much, you know, if you hear me stumbling, and it also says with other scriptures as well. So all the times that you heard me misinterpreting or stumbling or just perverting the scriptures, a lot of it is just because I was unlearned. I'm still learning. And especially with Paul's scriptures, they are oftentimes hard to understand. And that's why you need real discernment, um, high level discernment to really understand a lot of Paul's writings. And that's why here in the second book of Peter, um, it states that as well, that Paul's, a lot of Paul's wisdom is hard to understand for those who are unlearned. And as we grow in our grace, uh, the grace of Yahushua HaMashiach, that's how we get better discernment, better understanding, especially when it comes to Paul's writings. And that's also why back in season two, around episode 70s, I think it was 71, uh, the spiritual coverings episode where I was speaking about head coverings and everything like that. I said in that episode that it was a really spiritual passage speaking about the head coverings from Apostle Paul. So, so I even pointed out back in season two that it was a spiritual passage from Apostle Paul speaking about the head coverings. And that was in the episode in season two of this series, TPR 71, Spiritual Coverings. And so I will get back to some other scriptures later on in this episode. But now to get to some more random points, pretty much I just spoke about before the new moon festival. So now to speak about space and just a miscellaneous clarification way earlier on in season two, when I was first starting out speaking about this, I spoke about the law of gravity. And I said that this was a true law that is applied to our universe. However, in my journey of truth, getting to this point, I actually realized and learned that gravity is not a real law. It's not a true law. It's a deception um, in our world. It's not a true law that has been applied to our universe. Gravity is actually a lie because as I've covered, space is a lie. Um, it's the sun, the moon, and the stars, and we live in a firmament here on earth, just like scripture tells us. So gravity is a lie because it says that all things are being pulled towards the earth and stuff like that. But in all reality, the truth of gravity is that things fall, fall to the earth, fall to the ground, not because of gravity, but because of the density of whatever it is. If you're dropping something that's heavy, it will drop. If you lift up something like a balloon, it has less density. So it, it, it goes upwards. Pretty much anything will go down or up if you drop it. Um, that's why something like a balloon goes upwards and then something that's heavier drops. So it's not because of gravity. Gravity is actually a lie. So at the very start of season two, when I first started speaking out about this, I just quickly said, yeah, gravity is a law that's applied to our world. Uh, it's not. That's actually a lie. And because space is a lie, we there is no space. We live in a firmament. And so there's no getting outside of the firmament. I really could do an entire episode on the firmament and just explaining why space is a lie, how space is a lie, why they use that deception. Um, Y'all willing, I could do an episode about that. But just to kind of quickly explain it here, 
Like I said, it's the sun, the moon, and the stars, and we live in a firmament. And really the reason why space deception is used is really to kind of make us feel insignificant, really, because they tell it, and also to discredit the Bible as well, but they want to make us feel really insignificant and to keep us away from God. That's really what the whole matrix, this whole deception of earth and what goes on on this earth. This earth has been given into the hand of the wicked, as we read in the book of Job in the word. Um, this earth is given into the hand of the wicked. So the reason why Satan and all the dark side deception is here is to keep us away from the truth, keep us away from God, keep us away from Yah, keep us away from salvation and the Messiah, Yahushua HaMashiach. So that's why the space lie is so heavy and so heavily used is because it's really to make us feel insignificant and to keep us away from God. They tell us that earth is... And they're pretty much they say that space is never ending. It's just this infinite amount of space with infinite amount of stars, infinite amount of planets. There's so much space just and we are just this random planet. And it's to make us feel insignificant, because when you think about it in that sense, it's like, OK, we are just on a random planet. We're a random person on Earth, on a random planet of Earth. And then there's a million planets. There's infinite amounts of planets all in space and it's to make us feel insignificant. But then when you realize that space is a lie and you realize the real truth, it's that the most high God has put us here on earth. And you know what I'm saying? They want us to feel insignificant in this huge infinite universe. And we're just a random on a random planet floating through space in infinite space. But the reality is that our creator, the most high God made us special and put us on earth in this firmament. And that's why it's such a smaller scale. Like when you think about it in space, it's infinite. We're just on this random planet, like, and there's infinite possibilities, infinite planets, infinite everything. But then when you realize it's just earth, just here on a firmament, and that the most high God, the creator put us here, you realize your worth. You realize that you're not insignificant, that you are so special and that the most high God made all of us and put us here. So that's really just a general explanation of the firmament and the space deception and why they use it is to make us feel insignificant. And that's why they need false lies like gravity and just all the solar system. It's all a lie. It's the sun, the moon, and the stars. And we live in a firmament, a dome. And it, the scriptures, the Bible tells us that straight up. So space 100% is a lie. NASA, when you write it out in Gematria, Gematria, the process of coding numbers and letters into words, when you write the full, not the abbreviation of NASA, the full, what each word stands for, it, it sums to 666 in Gematria, the number of the beast. NASA is not a space agency. NASA is a lie. Space is a lie. And one of the main purposes for it is to keep us away from the most high and to make us feel really insignificant when we are really special creations of our creator, the most high God, Yah. So that's just a quick explanation of the firmament and how space and gravity is a lie. And Yah willing, I could do a better explanation, a full episode speaking about the firmament and just the deception of space. But for right now, I'll just keep it at that. I'm not sure if I'll do that episode. We'll see. Um, what Yah's plan and purpose is, Yah willing. And so to keep it moving forward with some random points, an explanation I should have given a long time ago is regarding the number nine. 
So the one point I always say about the number nine is that it represents completion, which is true. However, when it comes to the dark side and just the mainstream, they use numbers a lot, which I cover and break down. They do use the number nine a lot because number nine can be a demonic number as well because it's the reverse of number six. I spoke about they use the law of reversal on the dark side. The law of reversal was put forth by Satanist Aleister Crowley, the law of reversal. So that's why number nine is just the reverse upside down of number six, demonic six, which they use all the time. So number nine, when you're seeing it in the mainstream or from the dark side in Hollywood, sports or news or anything on the mainstream, number nine can be demonic, just like number six is heavily demonic and heavily used. They use number nine a lot as well. So I should have explained that before that number nine is demonic because it's the law of reversal, the reverse upside down of number six, demonic six. And just a quick example, I did the Matrix movie breakdown early on in season two of this series. And in the Matrix movie breakdown, when Neo wakes up from his dream, I covered how the clock says 918 and it was representing completion. That's why it was nine and nine. Um, but it was also a double meaning because Hollywood and especially the Matrix movie has several double meanings. They use duality good things and bad things. That's why it was representing completion number nine, 918, but it was also representing their dark and demonic number. Also, 666 equals 18. Six plus six plus six equals 18. So that's why in the Matrix movie breakdown, it said 918 because the number of the beast, 666, sums to 18 and nine is just the upside down reverse of number six. So when the clock said 918, yeah, it was representing completion, like I said, but they were using dark side duality and having it nine is just the reverse of six. And then 18 is the number of the beast. So that's why they were encoding a bunch of sixes on the clock. Yeah, it was representing 918 completion, but it was also encoding sixes just upside down and summing them together using Chimatria. So that's an explanation of what 918 also meant in the Matrix movie breakdown way back earlier in season two of this series, TPR. And then in episode 109 of this series in season three, I did a Holly Weirder episode, which was speaking about Hollywood movies, breaking down some important points. Holly Weirder, TPR 109 was that episode. And I spoke about the movie Us and just the really disturbing points. I explained what the rabbits represent in that movie. In episode 109, I explained what the rabbits really represent in the movie Us. Very disturbing, um, just really dark and disturbing. That's the only way to describe it. And just an additional point in the movie Us, I remembered that they say how the tethered underground, they had to eat rabbits raw. And I explained what the rabbits represent in that movie. If you listen to episode 109, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And I was speaking about the adrenochrome dark side agendas, dark side conspiracy theories, as they call it, but it's true. I explained how it is true in TBR 109, and that's just an additional point. In the movie Us, I told you what the rabbits represent, and they said that they had to eat rabbits raw in that movie Us, just going along with the adrenochrome, proving it even more. They had to eat rabbits raw. Just think about it. Listen to TPR 109, Holly Weirder, to understand fully what I'm talking about. And as far as adrenochrome, which I just mentioned, that usually goes along with the QAnon conspiracy, which I told you QAnon is a controlled opposition. It's a PSYOP put forth to get people led astray. I just did an episode on a series in season three called Controlled Opposition with a Q, speaking about QAnon. Um, maybe it was TPR 126. I'm not certain about that, but I just spoke about QAnon conspiracy 
It's a controlled opposition PSYOP. That's what QAnon is. And now I want to explain some further points with people who usually fall in line with QAnon in this PSYOP known as QAnon. So what I just recently saw on Instagram and also in the mainstream, like TMZ and other mainstream articles wrote about this, there was some guy who went in and he stole a vaccine and he's going to have it tested, sent out to a lab to get it tested, what's in the vaccine, right? So this reminds me of QAnon because on Instagram, all the QAnon people are commenting. I think the person's name is Thomas Humphrey. Not certain about that. If you just Google man steals vaccine, a bunch of articles will come up. You could read about it. So on this guy's Instagram, they're pretty much a bunch of QAnon people are commenting on his Instagram saying like, you're a hero, you're a patriot. Like, cause he, he literally went and just, he like, I guess scheduled an appointment, like he was going to take the vaccine and then he stole like the vial, the jar of it, and he sent it away to get it tested. Right. But I want to give my thoughts on this. So I've seen, there's a bunch of comments of QAnon saying you're a hero, Thanks for what you're doing, blah, 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 things like that. You also get people commenting saying that he might be he might be a psyop, he might be a controlled opposition. They might have just put this guy out there doing that just to make sure other people don't try it or just to it could be a psyop or controlled opposition to have this guy do it. It could be controlled, you know what I'm saying? So there's many people praising him for it. There's some people questioning it, saying, you know, he's an agent, he's dark side, he's controlled, it's all a psyop. And I'm kind of leaning on that side too, but whether he's a psyop or not, or whether he's true or not, I want to give my thoughts on this. So this guy that stole the vaccine, he's pretty much saying that God specifically instructed him to do that and that he's been following his spirit. And that's what God said to do was to steal it. But in my opinion, people like this, they're fighting the wrong battle. And same thing with people who are like anti-maskers that are like really fighting and protesting like every day saying like, stop wearing a mask, stop doing this. And I'm going to give my thoughts on the mask as well, but because it is the mask of the beast, but pretty much in scripture, right? Think about it like this. When Yahusha, when Jesus was taken to be crucified, you know what I'm saying? He knew that they were coming to get him. And I'll cover the scriptures. It's in Matthew 26 and John 18 in the Gospels. I'll cover those points in the Gospels, speaking about it. But pretty much when Yahushua was going to be taken to be crucified, he knew they were coming for him. And when they came to grab him, pretty much Simon Peter cut off with a sword one of the guards' ears when they went to grab Yahushua. And Yahushua said, put your sword away. In order for the scriptures to be fulfilled, they have to take me away so that he could be crucified. So what I'm saying is that these people who are fighting against the mask, this guy who's stealing the vaccine, they're fighting the wrong battle because it's a spiritual battle on your soul. We are not here to uh, defeat the dark side here in the physical world. We are here to try and earn salvation in the spiritual world. This earth has been given into the hand of the wicked. Like this guy that sent the vaccine away, he's not going to stop the agenda. Even if the the vaccine results come out and, and whatever's in it, he's not going to stop it there. This agenda, this matrix, it's so far gone. They've been doing these agendas for years and years and it's all prophecy, but it's so far gone now. None of us waking up, we're not going to stop it. 
and it's all for prophecy. You know what I'm saying? The mark of the beast, whether it's the vaccine or anything else, the mark of the beast has to come out in order for prophecy to be filled, in order for Yahushua to come back and put an end to all this. So to me, these people are fighting the wrong battle, fighting against the vaccine, fighting against the mask, because this all has to happen for prophecy. So the real spiritual war, the real battle to be fighting is the war on your own spirit. So that's why you are to repent and to honor the ways of the Most High so that you could try and earn salvation in the spiritual world. So just to explain it a little bit further and to go to scripture, it's Matthew 26, and I'll start at line 47. And while he yet spoke, lo, Yehuda, one of the twelve, came and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, the same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Yahushua and said, Hail Adonai, and kissed him. And Yahushua said unto him, Friend, wherefore are you come? Then came they and laid hands on Yahushua and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Yahushua stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said Yahushua unto him, Put up again your sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Think you that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? In that same hour said Yahushua to the multitudes, Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the Talmudium forsook him and fled. And Talmudium means uh, disciples. So pretty much, and I'll read it in the book of John as well, John 18. But we see right there that when Simon Peter took out his sword to defend Yahushua, he said, put your sword away. The scriptures need to be fulfilled. So same thing here. These people are fighting the wrong battles, fighting against the mask, fighting against the vaccine, because... One, we're not going to stop the dark side agendas. They have been going for, this has been planned years and generations in advance, and it's all Bible prophecy as well. So we're not to go against prophecy, against scriptures. We are to, it has to happen so Yahushua HaMashiach can come back. And now to read it in the book of John, chapter 18. When Yahushua had spoken these words, he went forth with his Talmudium over the brook, Kidron, where was a garden into the which he entered, and his Talmudium. And Yehuda also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Yehusha oftentimes resorted thither with his Talmudium. Yehuda then, which Yehuda is uh, Judas, Judas is Gorot. Yehuda then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Yehusha therefore, knowing at all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Yehusha the Nazareth. Yahushua said unto them, I am he. And Yehuda also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Yahushua the Nazareth. Yahushua answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way, that the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of them which you gave me have I lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malek. Then said Yahushua unto Peter, Put up your sword into the sheath. 
The cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the captain and officers of the Yahudium took Yahusha and bound him. So, you know what I'm saying? That's just another account of it here in the Gospels. But like I said, when they went to grab Yahusha, Simon Peter took out his sword to defend Yahusha and cut off the guard's ear. And Yahusha said, put your sword away. The scriptures need to be fulfilled. So same exact thing with this person sending away for the vaccines. The scriptures need to be fulfilled. The mark of the beast has to come out. So to me, this guy's fighting the wrong battle. And he says that God has instructed him to do this. But the Most High has told us that (laughs) prophecy scripture needs to be fulfilled. So to me, he's fighting the wrong battle. He's not telling people to repent. This guy's not telling people to repent. He's fighting in the flesh. We don't war in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? The vaccine is flesh. What's in the vaccine? That's that's the flesh physical world. We don't war in the flesh. We war in the spirit. Our enemies are not flesh and blood. Our enemies are spiritual. So we need to be repenting, honoring the ways of the most high, understanding scripture, reading scripture, understanding the real prophecy. So that's why, you know, the few people that are commenting on this person's profile saying, you know, this guy's controlled, he's a psyop. To me, that's seeming more true. And, you know, maybe he is sent from God. Maybe God did instruct him to do it. But from what I'm understanding is that he's fighting the wrong battle. He's battling in the flesh. We don't war in the flesh. We war in the spirit. So repenting and getting your spirit right is way more important than trying to understand what's in the vaccine. Because regardless of what's in the vaccine, the dark side, they have to do it for Bible prophecy. Satan has to do that. He has to bring out the mark of the beast so the prophecies can be fulfilled. So who are we to try and stop prophecy and try and stop the mark of the beast? We have to avoid the mark of the beast, but not try and stop it. And same exact thing with the anti-maskers, pretty much. Yeah, the mask is the mask of the beast, the precursor to the mark. You can't buy or sell without a mask on, just like you won't be able to buy or sell without the mark. The mask of the beast is the precursor to the mark of the beast. However, people are fighting the wrong battle. There are these people who are going into stores every single day with no mask on and fighting and causing a big scene and trying to get other people to not wear masks. They're fighting the wrong battle. That's all physical. That's all flesh. We don't war in the flesh. We war in the spirit. So, yeah, the mask is the mask of the beast. Me personally, have I gone into stores Without a face covering on, yes. Do I do it all the time? No. I I don't wear a mask personally. Um, I wear alternative types of face coverings if I am going to put one on. I've been in several places in public, several stores with no face covering on. And I've also been in stores with a face covering on because I'm not going to fight that battle because that's a physical flesh battle. That's a physical flesh battle. We don't war in the flesh we were in the spirit. So do I promote and support the mask of the beast? No, but I'm not going to fight against Bible prophecy, trying to put a stop to it because the agenda has already been set. The prophecy has already been set. The mark of the beast has to come out. Um, so no, I don't support the mask of the beast. I don't wear a actual mask. If I am going to wear a face covering, I do just that, wear a face covering, an alternative type. I've never worn a medical mask. I've never worn a mask really at all. It's always a homemade face covering or just an alternative type. So, you know what I'm saying? That's just my thoughts on it. And like I said, I've gone places purposely with no face covering and it's worked fine. I've gone to several stores, several places in public, no mask, no face covering and it's worked. But I don't fight that battle every single time and I don't fight that battle every single day because 
We don't war in the flesh. That's a physical flesh war. We we fight the spiritual war. And so I mentioned the book of Job in this episode. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. And now something else I've covered on this series is that we cannot even comprehend the ways of the Most High. So now quickly in the book of Job, Job 37, line 5, El thunders marvelously with his voice. Great things does he which we cannot comprehend. So that's a scripture speaking about we cannot even comprehend the ways of the Most High. And El is another, that's it, another Hebrew word for God. Another word for God is El. That's why when you say the Most High God, it's El Elyon. El means God, and then Elyon means the Most High. So the Most High God is El Elyon. That's why here, that's why here, Job 37.5, El thunders marvelously with his voice. Great things does he, which we cannot comprehend. So we cannot even comprehend the ways of the Most High God the ways of El Elyon, and in Job 37.5, that's another scripture speaking about it. El thunders marvelously with his voice, great things does he which we cannot comprehend. So quite literally, we cannot comprehend all the things that Yah does. So those are my random points for this episode. In this episode description, you can find my Instagram, which is Wilson Ryan underscore underscore. My Twitter is RyanMichael11. You can email the show at pod.tpr at gmail.com. And you will find in the episode description the 2021 Israelite Truth Calendar so you can understand about the festivals and the feast days of the Most High. If you're keeping the New Moon Festival this week, have a blessed one, honestly. And you will also find in this episode description, I'll also put the link to the Sefer and the Sefer Abridged Edition free app. In this episode description, the Sefer is the version of scripture that I'm reading from on this series that I read from in this episode. So, Check all that out in the episode description, the 2021 Israelite Truth Calendar, the Sefer and the Sefer Abridged Edition free app, my email pod.tpr at gmail.com. You can email the show and my Twitter and Instagram, which is RyanMichael11 and WilsonRyan underscore underscore. Thank you for listening to this episode. Stay strong out here. Stay blessed. Stay discerning. Stay meditating on the word. Keep reading scripture. Stay in that scripture. Keep meditating on God's word, reading God's word, keep repenting, keep helping other people understand scripture, and keep being thankful for the grace of the Most High God, and keep all faith and belief in Yahushua HaMashiach, the righteous, the only Adonai, and praise Yahuwah Elohai, El Elyon, the only Elohim, the only God. Praise Yah, hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Stay strong, stay blessed. Keep the faith, much love. Psalm 152. With a loud voice, glorify Elohim. In the assembly of many, proclaim his glory. Amid the multitude of the upright, glorify his praise and speak of his glory with the righteous. Join your soul to the good and to the perfect to glorify El Elyon. Gather yourselves together to make known his strength and be not slow in showing forth his deliverance and his strength and his glory to all children that the honor of Yahuwah may be known, wisdom has been given, and to tell of his works that has been made known to men, to make known unto children his strength, and to make them that lack understanding to comprehend his glory, who are far from his entrances and distant from his gates, because Yahuwah of Jacob is exalted, and his glory is upon all his works. And a man who glorifies El Elyon, in him will he take pleasure, as in one who offers fine meal, and as in one who offers he goats and calves, and as in one who makes fat the altar with the multitude of ascending smoke offerings, 
and as the smell of incense from the hands of the just. From your upright gates shall be heard his voice, and from the voice of the upright admonition. And in their eating shall they be satisfied in truth, and in their drinking when they share together. Their dwelling is in the Torah of El Elyon, and their speech is to make known his strength. How far from the wicked is the speech of him, and from all transgressors to know him. Lo, the eye of Yahuwah takes pity on the good, and unto them that glorify him will he multiply mercy, and from the time of evil will he deliver their soul. Blessed be Yahuwah, who has delivered the wretched from the hand of the wicked, who raises up a horn out of Jacob, and a judge of the nations out of Yasharel, Israel, that he may prolong his dwelling in Zion, and may adorn our age in Jerusalem. And so as I said on this series, the Most High God, Yah, has saved me, saved me out of darkness, saved me out of sin, given me new life. I'm born again. I'm saved by the Most High God. It's all praised Yah. Yah can save you too. Just return home to the Most High God. That's why I proclaim and praise Yah to you, my beloved, my righteous brothers and sisters out there listening. So Yah saved me so that you could be saved all praise to Yahuwah, all praise to Yahusha HaMashiach, praise Yah, hallelujah, praise Yah, hallelujah. Psalm 154, O Elohim, O Elohim, come to my aid, help me and save me, deliver my soul from the slayer. Shall I go down to Sheol by the mouth of the lion, or shall the wolf confound me? Was it not enough for them that they lay in wait for my father's flock and rent in pieces a sheep of my father's drove, but they were wishing also to destroy my soul? Have pity, O Yahuwah, and save your Holy One from destruction, that he may rehearse your glories in all his times, and may praise your great name. When you have delivered him from the hands of the destroying lion and of the ravening wolf, and when you have rescued my captivity from the hands of the wild beasts, quickly, O Adonai, send from before you a deliverer, and draw me out of the gaping pit which imprisons me in its depths. Psalm 142, I cried unto El Yahuwah with my voice, with my voice unto El Yahuwah did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. When my ruach was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto you, O Yahuwah. I said, You are my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I might praise at your name. The righteous shall compass me about, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Love.